the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to this KGNW broadcast special, Heart of the City. Pastors, ministry leaders, and churches have received a call to serve their communities with the love and compassion of Christ. The call is from God's heart to the heart of the city. Well, this is Heart of the City. I'm Chuck Olmstead, the Director of Local Ministry Development from 820 AM The Word. Uh, I'm playing a little bit of Christmas music here today because we're going to be featuring a guest who is uh, sponsoring an event that uh, will be taking place on December 10th at uh, in Everett. And uh, his name is uh, uh, Roland Wright. He's the uh, <coughs> president and founder of uh, the Widows Project here in Everett. And uh, uh, Roland, I want to say welcome to you today on Heart of the Thank City. You. It's good to be here. <laughs> well, it is uh, good to meet you and, uh, and to be able to talk about the Widows Project as well as uh, what uh, this concert uh, coming up on the 10th is, is going to be about. And, um, <clears throat> you know, it's interesting. We're, uh, we're sitting here in, our, in my dining room. It's kind of an uh, interesting uh, recording session that we're having here today. Uh, usually I'm in studio, but uh, today uh, you live in Everett and I live uh, uh, in Everett. And so we decided to have a, a, a cup of, um, of, of hot apple cider and sit at my dining room table and, and enjoy some uh, time together. So uh, are you from this area? That's correct. I live in Everett, have for about um, the last, I guess, better than 10 years, probably about the last 13 years. Yeah. Uh, so did you uh, grow up around here? Are you a Northwest guy, or, or exactly where are you from? Well, I like to say I was born to uh, a couple of Nebraska kids, and when they married, they moved to Kansas. And, and so I was born in Wichita, along with three other siblings. And I tell people that in 1961... Uh, because of Boeing, um, we blew here with Dorothy from Kansas. <laughs> so you uh, you came from Kansas and uh, moved back here into this uh, area. And so did you go to schools around here uh, in the Seattle area? Down in Kent, down uh-huh. in the Kent area. And then I ended up going to Biola University and um, studied Christian education at that time. I've, I've been on staff at various churches in California and in the Northwest. So I call I call Washington my home. Interesting. Well, you know, growing up, were your parents uh, a part of a faith community? Did they know the Lord? Uh, did you attend church? Or, or, or exactly what was your spiritual formation like uh, in growing up in your family? Absolutely, yes. And I attribute my faith a lot to my parents. They were that model and example. And and um, and they're still living. They're in their early 80s and uh, living down in Auburn. 
Hmm. So uh, what is the Widow's Project? When I was introducing you, I said this is uh, part of the widowsproject.org, which is your website. And and how did you get involved with working uh, with widows? Well, I, I attribute, a lot of people ask me that question, so I attribute it to really to kind of two things. I About 11 years ago, I started a uh, inductive journaling method to Bible study. Uh, you may be familiar with a book called The Divine Mentor under the Bible app. It's also called the Life Journal Program. Some people call it SOAP because of the acronym. But I think the, the, the unique part of that, besides the journaling, is just that you daily make an application right straight out of the Scripture for your own life. And, and from that, um, it became apparent to me that that uh, we need, in James, it says, be not hearers of the word, but be doers of the word. Mm-hmm. And so I began to look for my do, and especially after reading uh, another book called The Whole in, the, uh, in Our Gospel, which uh, I read about six years ago. You may be familiar with that book, uh, St- yes. Stern, Richard Stearns, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, uh, World Vision. And so out of that, um, I saw the need for myself to, to look for my do if you will, and um, an application. And so I began to research, and of course James brings uh, 127, that famous verse, a lot of people will quote it, but it it says pure religion and undefiled is visiting the widows and the orphans in their distress and keeping self one unstained from the world. And um, so I began to, to look, and I saw on TV... And the internet, I saw a lot of organizations for the poor, a lot of organizations advertising for the third world poor, uh, also for orphans. But I didn't see really very much, and especially from the faith community, for the widowed community. Mm. And so I purposed from that to do something about that. I felt like I couldn't sit by and walk by, uh, like the parable of the Good Samaritan. You know, the first two walked by. You know, who do I identify with? Did I stop, or am I one that's walking by as well? Yeah, well, you know, uh, Roland, um, this brings back memories for me, because uh, my father uh, was born in 1914, and um, uh, when he was eight years old, his father passed away. And um, that had a tremendous impact on his, on his life, of course. And uh, his mother, who had uh, several children, Uh, He had brothers and sisters, and um, uh, many were younger than my dad, and um, she became a widow, and uh, they eventually lost the farm that they were living on, and the family was separated, and my father had to go on and start working uh, after the eighth grade, and uh, and only had an eighth grade education, and and uh, eventually uh, found uh, work in the Quad Cities area back in Rock Island, Illinois. And um, he worked in a factory for, for many years, and he also painted houses. And so when I was growing up, um, we, we painted houses for people as, uh, on, as a second job for my dad. And uh, oftentimes we would uh, be working, and my dad would uh, tell me stories about growing up, and, and he also... I think was tremendously impacted by what happened in his life, and so he had a special feeling in, uh, for those uh, who were widows. 
and he would uh, talk to me about, well, you know, Chuck, uh, you know, this job that we're working on uh, is a little widow lady, he'd say, and he would say, uh, you know, we're not going to charge her, um, you know, as much as we normally would because we want to to help uh, take care of her because she doesn't have much. And so there was a real sensitivity towards widows and the needs of widows that my father kind of instilled into me. And uh, But oftentimes, uh, widows are not really thought of much in society. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think, I think there's a couple factors that have led to that, too. I think, you know, years ago we had more community, and I, I think you know, people bring meals in, and there might be more attention. But I think today, because we have so many elderly in uh, uh, assisted living homes, uh, kind of out of sight, out of mind, and I think also it's it's very easy for the widow. One of the first things is to uh, is to kind of withdraw, and um, I think they become almost unless we're we're looking and watching or or we're made aware, they become almost uh, transparent or maybe invisible, mm-hmm. and and um, uh, everything I'm reading too is that is that the widow don't process or any of us process grieving or loss uh, independent of other people. We don't, uh, and isolating ourselves isn't the answer. Well, you know, I'm also thinking about, you know, as the Bible talks about taking care of widows, it seems like we're in a different culture now uh, with uh, with technology, with uh, Social Security and insurance programs and investments that are part of our society, that uh, oftentimes uh, widows, the physical needs of, of uh, widows are, are taken care of. And uh, so we somehow kind of uh, get them out of our mind. We don't think about it because we think, well, they already are being taken care of, and so we really don't have to. But uh, there is kind of a different mindset now regarding widows. I agree. I agree, and I and I I think if you look at the Bible, it, it becomes apparent to me it's our responsibility. It's not the government's government's responsibility, and and I think we have maybe have gotten relaxed and soft about that, and and allowed them to take take the responsibility. And personally, uh, as a, as a follower of Christ, I I, I don't want to relinquish that responsibility to the government. I, I believe it's our responsibility. Well, you know, after you read these books that you were, you and I were talking about, uh, and uh, and the idea of um, of dealing with widows, uh, you know, what uh, what was spurring you on? Uh, you know, I, I think a combination. I think it was born, but uh, as I look back over my life, I found that there were more uh, influences from widowed in my life than I than I was aware of at the time. Um, one of the very first widows I recall was a woman who, uh, in my youth, the church we were attending, she, her name was Granny Annie. She just kind of adopted us as her kids. And I, I like that concept too, uh, of adoption. And, uh, but she just did events with us and, and parties and, and, uh, she just loved us, you know. She just was, I think, a real influence. And uh, as I st- kept looking over, there were more. I, I had the pleasure of serving in a church 20 years ago on Queen Anne that had a lot of white-haired people and a lot of couples that um, had 60-, 70-year-old marriages, you know. Uh, I, I, I had the privilege of singing at, at some of their memorials, 
and uh, and so there are widowed there that I still have fond affection for, and uh, so it, you know I look back I felt like God was preparing me, you know the entire time for that, and I've I've, I've really felt that. Well, after uh, you started the Widows Project and and you've developed the website and and started. Uh, down that road of having a nonprofit organization like the Widows Project, uh, I saw on your website you have a, a mission statement. What is the Widows Project mission statement? Yeah, uh, well, our mission statement says uh, that we're looking to serve the widowed, and when we say widowed, we're meaning the widower and the widower, and with the love of Christ, and um, we're we're attempting to create. A, a community, a safe community for the widowed, so they can process widowhood. Um, we're we're bringing resources together. We're bringing uh, the faith community, the church, the uh, other organizations like a Brookdale uh, uh, assisted living uh, situations, and we're also bringing the business community together. And so we're 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 purposing to to provide them with, um, again, safety, uh, someone that's not going to take advantage of them. I mean, I've seen in the news even just yesterday, again, about predatory lending. Um, uh, there's a scripture in the Old Testament where it, it says of the, the Pharisees that they were preying on, on widows' houses, essentially, I think. And so even from the faith community, I, I just I am going, you know what, they're in a very vulnerable position uh, they they feel alone. They they don't know what who to go to, what resources to do. They may be doing something that that they've never done before because their husband always did it, or or in reverse that the wife always did it. Um, you know, we had a widow here recently that that we were able to help in a couple capacities. One with housing, and 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 two she had. Uh, a vehicle that needed replacing, and uh, I called up one of the local businesses, actually Bickford Ford, and told them the situation, told them that um, I wasn't going to relinquish her to just anybody. I wanted them to designate somebody that they knew that would treat her fairly and ethically and honestly, and and I spoke with him, and I just said, I want you to treat her like your grandmother. Would you do that for me? And and he did. It was a great experience. Uh, she even gave us a, a testimonial statement as well. And and that's what we're looking for. You know, uh, we have a program on, um, on 820 AM, The Word, called Answers for Elders. And I've been doing quite a bit of work with uh, Suzanne Newman uh, with Answers for Elders now for a while. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I've discovered uh, working uh, w- in the senior communities and, and uh working on senior issues is that there's a big issue when it comes to trust that if if uh, you can find uh, p- uh, providers and uh, uh, folks that are working in the senior community that they you can trust that's a it's a really big deal <laughs> and uh, you when you're um dealing with seniors through the the widows project you're not really trying to to tell them what to do. It's more or less helping them navigate through, you know, these various seasons of their life and and the issues that are involved uh, in the aging process. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Uh, you know, even in the in the grief support groups that we we are offering, uh, 
I'm finding that uh, we're in our 10th week of the first session here, the first time we've offered it. And, uh, and Brookdale has been a, a gracious host. Uh, but I'm finding in the 10 weeks now that you can see the community developing among those that are grieving and the widowed, and they're feeling it safe now. They're finally, you can, they just, they're opening up to one another and uh, building friendships, and they stand around even after now and talk and out in the parking lot and so forth, which the first week, a couple of weeks, they didn't do at all. Right. So um, safety is a big issue. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Well, tell me a couple more stories about people you've helped through the Widows Project. Um, well, uh, we've had one that, that had uh, uh, issues with uh, living. You know, she was being uh, evicted from where she was living at that point in time. Uh, you know, it's a lot about networking. And it, at this point, I had, I had contacted Everett Gospel Mission and uh, contacted their director and she the next day had one of her staff call me and they just said we've got a we've got a bed right now she just has to call us uh, if that's not what she needs we've got other resources we'll put her on to that but um, and she called and the need was solved right yeah. now which was excellent yeah. um, one of the other things that we have done we have a, a program called uh, harvest with heart and uh we we put together uh, uh ha- had totes made with our logo on it and um i had had a nonprofit organic gardening that uh they they contacted us and said we've got some produce we would like to to gift that to whoever you want to gift it to and so um, we had an Aqua Socks event in July of this year. And so we had 12 of those totes filled with organic produce. And for the widowed that attended, we gave that out. And um, we're purposing to use that in, in, in other ways, too. We want to be out front. If there's a, a widow that we hear that actually needs food, then we've got, we've got a source. If, if uh, they just maybe need a little encouragement, we've got that available too. But that's how, that's how we're using that as a tool. It has a little card, has our name, a little bit about our story and just why we're doing this. And um, we're just hoping to open some doors and show some compassion. Well, you're listening to Heart of the City. Uh, I'm Chuck Olmstead, the Director of Local Ministry Development with 820 AM The Word. And my guest today is Roland Wright. He's with the Riddles, the Widows Project. dot org, and uh, we're uh, visiting about uh, uh, coming up next a, a special event that's going to be uh, taking place. That uh, is a, a project of the Widows Project. And uh, Roland, I I want you to. Uh, Share with us a little bit about uh, this concert that's coming up with Breath of of Air. And uh, so uh, tell me more about this event. Well, we've invited a choir by the name of Breath of Air. I used to sing in the choir is how I know about them. They are a faith-based uh, choir that, uh, that rehearse uh, down in the south end, down Kent, Des Moines area. And uh, they draw singers from... South Puget Sound all the way up to North Puget Sound. But uh, they are coming, and uh, we we uh, secured the Everett Historical Theater, if you're familiar with that. Uh, they're going to host us, and uh, 
I think it'll be a, a great evening. It's going to be an opportunity for uh, us to honor the widowed in our community. We're trying to attract, attract as many as we can. We've 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 given out a lot of free tickets. We've uh, been able to do that because of the kind sponsorship of of several businesses. Uh, we want to feature them that evening as well. But um, we also will, at the conclusion of our concert, we have uh, several free gifts that we're going to gift every widowed person with some type of a gift uh, for their attending that evening. Uh, in exchange for, we want them, obviously, we want to have their at least their aim, email address and name so that we can get in touch with them, keep in touch with them, let them know about new resources as we develop them. Uh, new opportunities, programs. Uh, we kind of look at our organization as a la carte. Um, they're a free member, but um, w- they can take advantage of any portion of it. Maybe they're not ready for the grief support classes or they're beyond that, but certainly they can benefit from the business resources that we have uh, and the other programs. Well, listen, let's uh, listen to a little bit more of Breath of Air, and then we're going to come back and continue our conversation. I'm looking forward to attending this concert with my wife, Joni. In fact, I've, uh, I've invited a couple of friends to join us, and then we're going to have a nice meal afterwards because I think it's going to be a wonderful night of, of celebration of this season of Christmas. And, Roland, uh, I'm looking forward to attending. And what are you looking forward to in the future for the Widows Project? Well, we'll, we'll keep uh, making strategic alliances with other uh, national organizations and at this point, I don't want to say the names particularly because we haven't contacted them. But this to say that uh, along with uh, Grief Share, we're using their material for grief support. There's other national organizations of that caliber that we want to align with and provide uh, those resources uh, to the widowed as well. And um, I just I just want to make an appeal that uh, being a new organization. Always, there's always needs for all kinds of different staffing or people with different skills like bookkeeping and accounting and so forth. So if there's somebody that's, that has listened this evening and, and they have uh, a heart for the widowed and have a heart for uh, serving and, and could volunteer, we could use the help. At this point, yeah. Well, I bet also that uh, if if you, uh, you you'd be willing to take a check as well, I I would think that would happen, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> we we wouldn't turn that down, uh-huh. but uh, I tell you, we we I pray constantly for uh, uh, serendipities, planned appointments for God, and I I believe this was one of those because it was spontaneous. So you were so gracious at bringing us in at just the ninth hour. So I appreciate that very much. Well, you're you're most welcome. And uh, if someone wants to reach you, how do they do that? Well, they can. My first name is spelt like Holland, but with an R is what I tell people. R O L L A N D, and you put at the widows uh, project dot org. They can reach me that way, and um, and that's probably the most effective way to reach me is via email. Well, Roland, I want to thank you for your service and for what you're doing for widows, and uh, we just appreciate you so much. Thank you. We just, we're, uh, 
at this point, we're trying to be advocates for the widowed and particularly to make the church aware. I think, you know, in my own life, uh, I didn't notice them for so many years and uh, I'm purposing to make that change that difference. And so I'm looking for the church to arise too. I'm just trying to help the, really the church be the church to uh, a very uh, unique group of people. Well, let's listen to a little bit more of Breath of Air as we're um, going to be winding up the program here. And uh, it's, it's great music, great uh, Christmas music. Uh, Breath of Air in Everett on December 10th. Well, Roland Wright, I want to thank you for joining me here on Heart of the City. If you want to get more information about uh, Heart of the City or or um, uh, this event coming up, you can always go to thewordseattle.com, and uh, you can click on Heart of the City and listen to a podcast of this program or any of the other uh, Heart of the City programs that we've aired here in the last year. So, Roland, thank you so much for joining me today on Heart of the City. Thank you, Chuck. Okay, God bless. You've been listening to this KGNW special, Heart of the City. For more information about how your pastor or ministry can be featured on 820 AM The Word, call Chuck Olmstead at 206-269-6216 or go to 820amtheword.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.